Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. You're listening to Comedy Central. Coming to you from New York City, the only city in America, it's The Daily Show. Tonight, Herschel Walker does show and tell the history of reggaeton and Chelsea Manning. This is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Everybody, take a seat. Elon Musk is putting Ukraine on his family plan. Dulce Sloan is going full on reggaeton, and Herschel Walker joins the Paw Patrol. Plus, Iraqi war whistleblower Chelsea Manning is our guest tonight. So let's do this, people. Let's jump straight into today's headlines. Before we get into the big stories, let's catch up on a few other things going on in the world. Starting with some health news. The FDA has announced that there is a nationwide shortage of Adderall. (laughs) So, if you don't have a genuine need for it, please save it for anyone who has a legitimate prescription. And if you do have a prescription, now is the time to sell it at school, kids. Cash in. (laughs) Make that money. In international news, the superstar K-pop band BTS has announced that its members will soon begin reporting for mandatory service in the South Korean military. Yeah, which is great news for South Korea. (laughs) Oh, because their army is basically unstoppable now. There's no army in the world that is going to take a shot at these guys. Are you kidding me? Who's going to be stupid enough to take a shot? Everyone's a fan. Enemy soldiers are going to be like, ah, I just got stabbed by Jin. This is the last and best day of my life. (laughs) Oh, in tech news, Kanye West announced today that he is going to buy the right-wing social media platform Parler because, quote, he wants to make sure we have the right to freely express ourselves. (laughs) And thank God, because I've been waiting to hear Kanye's unfiltered thoughts on things. (laughs) 
You just never get to hear that. You, you guys ever hear of anything he has to say? So shy. So shy. All right, let's move on to some of the biggest stories of the day. Starting as we so often do with Donald Trump. And I know, I know, I know when Trump is in the news, it's usually because he was caught doing more crimes. But this time, it's also because of that. <laughs> the man loves to crime. What can I say? So let's find out about his latest one in our ongoing segment, America's Most Tremendously Wanted. that after he left the White House, Trump created his own social media app called Truth Social, which is basically just Twitter, but for white supremacists. <laughs> and before you say, wait, aren't the white supremacists already on Twitter? Yes, but on Truth Social, they're verified. Now, believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, there might also be a dark side to Truth Social. A whistleblower is now accusing former President Trump's social media company of violating federal securities laws. Will Wilkerson is a former executive at Trump Media and Technology Group, which launched the Truth Social platform. He tells the Washington Post that Trump's company tried to raise capital by making fraudulent misrepresentations about its finances. The SEC is now investigating. The co-founder told the Washington Post the former president asked one executive to relinquish his shares in the company to former First Lady Melania Trump and had him removed from the board of directors when he refused. What? Donald Trump's social media platform was reportedly engaged in shady financial gimmicks? <gasps> How? It's called Truth Social. I don't know what to believe anymore. Oh, oh. You know, one of the most interesting allegations is that he tried to bully one of his board members into giving his shares to Melania, which is just so romantic. <laughs> yeah, ladies, find you a man who will commit securities fraud for you. Are you kidding? You have to admit, though, shares in Truth Social are a weird gift, you know? It, it almost sounds like Trump didn't remember until the last minute. He was just like, of course I remembered your birthday, Melania. I got you. I, I, I got Truth Social shares. Surprise. Surprise. Totally love it. Totally love it. And also, also the tie I'm wearing. The funny thing is, Truth Social is such a failure of a company that she probably didn't even want the shares. You know, it, it's almost like when your kids give you that, that gift, but it's just like a piece of macaroni art for your birthday. You know, she was probably just like, oh, so cute. You think this is worth something. Thank you, Donald. <laughs> now, just to be clear, just to be clear, though, I am totally on Trump's side in this story. Yeah, yeah. It's the year 2022. If you go into business with Donald Trump and you are surprised that you got scammed, <laughs> that's on you. What were you thinking? Well, I, I know the last guy that Trump worked with almost got hanged by an angry mob, but I think I'm gonna turn out fine. I, I don't know what could go wrong. I don't know what could go wrong. But let's move on. From Donald Trump to this year's hot new mini Trump, Herschel Walker. Georgia Senate candidates and closed captioning's worst nightmare. There are a lot of controversies swirling around Walker. His attack on absentee parents, despite being one. His opposition to abortion, despite allegedly paying for one. His attempt to become a senator, despite not knowing how many states America has. And in his first debate over the weekend, Walker tried to clear up one controversy with a little prop comedy. 
At a debate Friday night, Herschel Walker responded to accusations that he has pretended to be a police officer by flashing what appeared to be a fake badge. I have to respond to that. And you know what's so funny? I am with, with many police officers. In a new interview, the former football star says the badge is real. He says he got it from the sheriff of Johnson County, Georgia. Walker clarified it's an honorary badge. The National Sheriff's Association said an honorary badge, quote, is for the trophy case. Why make the decision well, to flash totally, it at the that debate? That is totally not true. You know, I don't know what's crazier in the story. The fact that this man lied about being in law enforcement or the fact that he pulled out a fake badge during a debate. <laughs> during a debate. Or the fact that after the Sheriff's Association said that his badge is just an honorary one, he said, no, they're wrong. They're totally wrong. <laughs> That's like, it, it almost makes me wonder, how many people has Herschel Walker arrested? Huh? Is there someone locked up in his basement right now who's just like, is this a real prison? There's a foosball table in here. He's like, it's an honorary prison. <laughs> Does he treat every symbolic object like this? Like people say, I'm an absentee father, but if that were true, why would I have this world's best dad mug, huh? (laughs) Not okay dad, not a good dad, world's best dad, that's official. In fact, I have seven of these mugs to prove it. And some I haven't even received yet. (laughs) You know, the saddest part of this story is that there are people who are gonna believe that Herschel Walker was in law enforcement because he pulled out this badge. This is something I've learned in America. People see it, they believe it. It's the same way there were people who believed that Trump actually did step away from his company just because he posed next to a stack of empty folders. Yeah. And you're like, he's lying. People are like, why would he be lying? He's standing next to empty folders. Would he stand next to them if it wasn't true? Are you next to empty folders? No, you're not. (laughs) But it's honorary. Like Taylor Swift, for instance, got an honorary doctorate from NYU this year. But you don't see her in the operating room like, well, killed another one. All right, let's get lunch and try again later. Yes, maybe I'll try brains next time instead of hearts. I will say the one upside of this whole story, though, is there is some good news. Because this means that Georgia voters don't even need to elect Herschel Walker senator. They can just give him a certificate that says honorary senator. He won't know the difference. He won't know. But let's move on to some criminal justice news. Right now, a right-wing militia member named Paul Bellar is on trial for hatching a plot back in 2020 to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Which means every day, the jurors have to look at a man accused of an evil, heinous crime. Just imagine that, every day staring into those eyes. Are you turned on? No, because apparently someone was. Well, a juror has been dismissed from the trial of three men in connection with the 2020 plot to kidnap Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. She was dismissed by the judge on Friday after attorneys accused her of flirting with one of the defendants. Now, the flirtatious behavior was described as nonverbal communication in the form of eye contact and smiles between the juror and defendant Paul Bellar. While the prosecutor originally pointed out the conduct, several others, including Bellar's attorney, stated that they had seen interactions between the two. The judge dismissed the juror out of an abundance of caution. God damn. First of all, congrats to this woman for finding a new way to get out of jury duty. Huh? <laughs> Truly an inspiration for us all. But I, I have to say, I have to say, I'm, I'm kind of sad that they kicked her off the case. Think of, think of how great it would have been when they read the verdict. 
We, the jury, sentence the defendant to life with me. (laughs) I guess the real lesson here is that bad boys stay winning. This guy's literally on trial for trying to kidnap the governor. Huh? And he's still getting love. It's always like this. Every famous criminal has all these groupies who are like, is there a Mrs. serial killer? (laughs) Oh, oh, there was, but you chopped her into little pieces? So you're single now. (laughs) But I, I would like to know how this happened. How did this happen? Because when you report for jury duty in America, they make you watch a video that expressly tells you what you should and shouldn't do. Performing this sacred civic duty is important to avoid doing the following things. Reading about the case in the news. Going like this to the defendant. Going like this to the defendants. Going like this to the defendants. Thank you for your service and please don't try to smash. Everyone watches that video. How did that happen? Alright, finally. Let's uh Let's talk about the latest news in Russia's war with Ukraine. If you've been following the war, you know that almost everybody has been helping Ukraine fight off the world's worst Botox customer. America is sending weapons. The EU is sending financial assistance. England is sending Prince Andrew. Not to help, they just want to get rid of him. But it may surprise you to know who has been giving Ukraine their internet service and how close it recently came to going away. Elon Musk reversing course. The billionaire now says his SpaceX company will continue to fund Ukraine's critical satellite service. SpaceX's Starlink Internet service has been a vital source of communication for the Ukrainian military during its war with Russia. The reversal coming after exclusive CNN reporting that SpaceX sent a letter to the Pentagon warning that it may stop funding the service unless the U.S. military kicks in tens of millions of dollars each month. Musk tweeting this weekend... The hell with it. Even though Starlink is still losing money and other companies are getting billions of taxpayer money, we'll just keep funding the Ukraine government for free. You know, Elon Musk is the only person who can do a good thing, but in the bitchiest way possible. (laughs) You know, he's just like, guess I'll just keep helping Ukraine for free. (laughs) Like, look, I'm not going to even try to tell Elon Musk how to use his money. But I will tell you this, Elon, this is not how you get remembered as an inspiring figure in history. Right? You're doing a good thing, but then you're saying it like that? Can you imagine if Martin Luther King Jr. had this attitude when he was trying to do his good? I have a dream, I guess. Because I don't see nobody else having a dream, so I guess it's on me. I got to sleep 20 hours a day because these bitch asses don't want to come up with dreams of their own. People be like, Martin, you want to go to the club, but I can't. I gotta go home to sleep because I gotta have a dream. There's some bullshit, but I guess I gotta do it anyway. It wouldn't be the same. Can I tell you what I think happened here? What I think happened here is Elon Musk saw an opportunity to be the good guy and make a lot of money. Give the Ukrainians internet, but then over time have the American government step in and pick up the tab. Yeah. But because they said no, now he's stuck. <laughs> he is. Keep losing money or be the asshole who cut off Ukraine's internet. And I know some people think Elon is evil, but he's not cable company evil. Come on. <laughs> and 
I actually get Elon's frustration, because think about it. Think about it. Weapons manufacturers aren't donating missiles to Ukraine. The U.S. government is paying them. So Elon is going, well, why shouldn't I get paid? And also, like everyone else, I'm sure Elon didn't expect the war to go on for this long. You know, it's sort of like when you hold the door open for someone, right? But then other people keep walking through the door. So you're holding the door for 20 minutes, and finally you let go, and then it slams some old lady in the face. She's like, ah, you broke my nose! And then your boss runs up, and he's like, you're fired! And you're like, I don't even work here. He's like, not with that attitude, you don't. And now you're an asshole, and you're unemployed, just because you were trying to be nice. All right, that's it for the headlines. But before we go to a quick break, let's check in on the stock market with our finance expert, Michael Costa, everybody! Good to see you, Michael. Monday markets, what is happening in the market today? I'm crushing it. I mean, I am crushing it like a 19-year-old me used to crush Adderall pills getting ready for the big party I wasn't invited to. All right? So, I also got a hot tip for you. Okay? I got a hot tip. Now, the big financial news today is that Albertsons has been acquired by Kroger. And if this deal goes through, it'll become the second biggest grocery chain in America right after Walmart. Okay? But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about that that flirting juror, you know, in, in Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, everyone says she's flirting. I mean, that's, that's not flirting. You know, she's just being nice. People, people in New York think someone's flirting just because they haven't pushed you down the stairs, okay? <laughs> she's just being Midwest nice. I'm from Michigan, okay? I know about eye-f***ing, all right? <laughs> what, what's she doing this, you know? What, what, what do you... What do you... What are you, do, what are you doing? You see, you see how good I am at eye f***ing, okay? Costa gets the girl's eyes wet, all right? Which, which technically is crying, but it's a very, it's a moist eye. Look, Kroger, let's get to Kroger. Yeah, okay? let's, let's go Kroger, to Kroger bought Albertsons for $24.6 billion, all right? Now, that's before you factor in any coupons they may have had, but look... This big jump right here, this is not when Kroger actually acquired Albertsons. In my expert opinion, this is when Albertsons implemented self-checkout, okay? Now, this saved them a lot of labor costs, and that's why the value shot up. But what all grocery stores don't realize is that self-checkout, it's really just inviting us to steal, isn't it? You know, and it takes people some time to figure that out, but when they do, it hurts profits. And that's what you start to see right here. I mean, self-checkout. What, I got to know what type of mushroom this is now? I don't know. How about I just steal it, okay? <laughs> Trevor, I had a bushel of carrots, okay? And it's not coming up, and it's not coming up. And then it's like, what's the produce number? I don't know the produce number. So now I'm spelling it out on the keypad. Carrots, K-A-R-R-O-T-S. And it's still not coming up. It's just easier if I steal it, okay? I used to work at a grocery store. I, I, I did. I was in charge of stocking the orange juice, but I got fired. I, I couldn't concentrate. No. Actually, thank you. Really? But actually, actually, I threw a cantaloupe at an old lady. I thought she was stealing. So, but look, 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 everybody, look. This supermarket merger—it's great news. Everyone's worried about the price of groceries, but now there's going to be less competition and a giant corporation will have more power than ever to decide the price of food. And I'm sure they're going to do the right thing. (laughs) Speaking of doing the right thing, Musk with the Internet in Ukraine. I love that he's helping Ukraine. This is so cool. Everyone's helping out. The U.S. is sending weapons. Europe is sending money. Trevor, I assume Africa is sending some of your uh, child soldiers or... (laughs) Oh, stop! Stop! I can make that joke. I have an honorary African badge. All right? Yeah. Seriously, Costa? Yeah. 
That's not even what the African badge looks like. Just do the market. Okay, man. okay, look, I got a hot tip. I got a hot tip. If, if, here's my hot tip. If you work at a grocery store and you throw a cantaloupe at an old lady, you have to be 100% certain that she was stealing. All right? Now, back to you, Trevor, my fellow African. <laughs> Michael Tuss, everybody. That is not an official badge. Do not use that in the streets. All right, when we come back, don't say Sloan. He's going to take us to the club, so don't go away. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, every now and then, we ask Dulce Sloan to report on the latest news. But Dulce just talks about what she wants to talk about in another episode of Dulcein. Hello, friends. Hispanic Heritage Month just wrapped up. But before we go, I want to talk about reggaeton. And if you don't know what it is, you've probably heard the unmistakable beat of reggaeton before. Especially if you have upstairs neighbors. Can you keep it down up there? I will not like this song. The roots of this music go back as far as the 70s and as far south as Panama. It could have started further south, but the beats are so big they don't fit to the canal. It was here in the 1980s when music artists started putting Spanish lyrics over Jamaican dance hall songs, creating a new sound of reggae and espanol. And honestly, I'm glad I wasn't there because watching Spanish words and dance hall music coming together for the first time, that'd have been too sexy to handle. There's no way you didn't leave that dance floor too pregnant. It's like being the jelly in a Diego Luna and Bad Bunny sandwich. Ooh, delicious. Two of reggaeton's earliest pioneers were Leonardo Renato Alder and Edgardo Franco. Franco would later be known as El General and even look like if the Fresh Prince got sent to military school instead of Bel Air. These two and other artists grew their new sounds by giving tapes to bus drivers who would bump their music. It's basically the way rappers in Atlanta give their singles to strip club DJs. Except in this case, you hope people jam out to your music while running late for work. 
1985, El General moved to New York City, where he began spreading early reggaeton in the clubs. It almost didn't happen, though. Because while he was in New York, El General also pursued a degree in business administration in an effort to get a real job. You have to wonder, what if that path had worked out? He'd be in an office going, Ernst and Young, this is El General speaking. How may I direct your call? Thankfully, he was sucked back into music, hosting parties and performing. In 1990, he put out the song, Tu Boom Boom, a tribute to the power of the pussy. <laughs> And El General's cover blew up. It was a hit in mainland America, in Puerto Rico, and spread to Central and South America. The music was spreading so fast it would have made COVID jealous. Not too far from Brooklyn on Long Island, the defining beat of reggaeton, the Dembo rhythm, was popularized by Panamanian rapper Nando Boom. The sound was originally created by Jamaican dancehall musician Chopper Rank, who looks like if Blade became a DJ instead of fighting vampires. From there, the sound moved to a different Long Island, Puerto Rico. And here's where all the Panamanian and New York ingredients finally mixed together to make something special, like sofrito for your ears. It took off at a club called The Noise, founded by the Quincy Jones reggaeton DJ Negro. He had been selling hot dogs on the street to get by and then had an idea to start a club. It was there that the genre became known as El Underground and created a whole new generation of artists like Evie Queen. They also popularized reggaeton's most famous dance, Pereo. Oh, I know this dance. This is just me in 2005. This is the dance you do when you don't want to pay for drinks. At one point, Puerto Rico's government cracked down on El Underground and tried to regulate the lyrics and Pereo dance moves. But all that did was make El Underground more popular. This was like when your parents tell you not to date somebody, but then that person gets asked. I'm sorry, mama. You make some good points. But I can wash clothes off his stomach. Later, the genre exploded all over mainstream with the release of the hit song Gasolina by Daddy Yankee in 2004. And Daddy Yankee was everywhere. MTV, Time Magazine, even the campaign trail. I just want to say thank you, Daddy Yankee. That's right. You know a genre is big when the old white Republicans start calling. For a little while, reggaeton was huge. But then record companies moved on and it disappeared in much of America, which basically means most Americans thought it didn't exist anymore. We're like a baby who falls for peekaboo, but with Latin music. But even as America forgot about it, reggaeton went through a rebirth in Medellin, Colombia, the city you recognize from Narcos. Colombian artists like J Balvin, Raycon, and Carol G gave reggaeton a new, more mainstream sound with lyrics that focused less on violence and more on sex and romance. Like if Neo became Neo. It grew and grew in popularity until America caught on again with Despacito. That's right. Luis Fonsi and Daddy Yankee took over the globe with Despacito. It was number one for 16 weeks. This song was so popular, even racists were learning Spanish. Como se dice, go back to your own country. And since Despacito, reggaeton has kept its hold in America, which is great because this is a genre that is still evolving and becoming more inclusive. You know, it grew out of a rich Hispanic heritage of... Oh, seriously, that neighbor again? Hey, sorry about before, but can you actually turn it up? Everyone downstairs started dancing, and I just want to keep the party going. Okay, I don't know how you got in here, but sure. Can we turn it up, please? Thank you. No, thank you. You can get out now.
you so much for that. Don't stay slow, everybody. All right, stay tuned, because when we come back, Chelsea Manning will be joining me right here on the show. You don't want to miss it. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. is an American transparency activist and former U.S. Army intelligence analyst who disclosed unauthorized government documents during her service. She was convicted of 20 charges and sentenced to 35 years in prison, which President Obama commuted in 2017. She's here to tell her side of the story and talk about her new memoir, readme.text, which comes out tomorrow. Please welcome Chelsea Manning. Manning, welcome to The Daily Show. Hi, how's it going? It is going well, and you know, your book is one of those books that, strangely enough, I felt like I had read because of how much you had been in the news, because of right. how, how big your story has been in not just American media, but in, you know, the, the telling of America's military operation. Let's, let's start with, I guess, the inception of the idea to write a book. After pulling off one of the largest intelligence leaks in American history, right. you were vilified, you served time, uh-huh. you were labeled as a traitor, right. and it felt like the story tapered off over time, and now you've come back and you've reignited many of the conversations with this book. My question to you is why? Why? Um, I think that it's the fact that my own version of the story, my first draft of history, if you will, um, hasn't been you know, talked about as much. Hmm. Uh, I feel like there's been all the discussion of things that have happened around me right. and involving the military, involving other personalities like like uh, President Obama, who commuted my sentence. But I feel like my like my story, my coming of age story, really, yeah. um, 
you know, for just trying to tell the story of how I became who I am today um, has been kind of left out of the picture. And so I wanted to tell that story. Yeah, in many, in many ways you became a lightning rod and an idea because what you did shook the world. You know, you, you came out as a whistleblower and you just, I mean, to name a few of the leaks and, and you'll add to them. I mean, it, it right. was leaks about... Um, murders that the American military had committed and not told anybody about. Right. You know, you, you had told the world about collateral damage and how, you know, it, this wasn't what we thought it was. And right. there were way more deaths than, than had been previously re reported. As I put it, the, the true face, the true yes. reality of asymmetric 21st century warfare, which is basically like how an occupation, how holding territory with a large occupying army uh -huh. during an insurgency actually plays out. It's, it's not surgical. Right. It's very, very messy. What did you hope to achieve by, by leaking the information? In four, I wanted another person like me to feel as inf as informed as i did finally about the true reality i mean that's why i called it readme.txt because that is the document i mean that's what right, i said right. in the, in the, in the did, document did, did you hope it would change what the u.s military was doing uh, in the middle east or did you did you think it would shift public perception the public discourse i feel like is what i really wanted to impact i feel like at least if the public is informed, yeah. then at least you know, like like being a doc, like being a doc, like having a conversation yeah, with your doctor, yeah. you have informed consent. Right. I, I just always assumed that you went straight to WikiLeaks. I didn't know how hard you tried to get American media outlets to look at the information and right. to have first dibs at it. Why, yeah. why do you think they said no, and why do you think nobody got back to you? Well, it was very difficult. So it was like technical difficulties. Um, you know, we didn't have the tools like Signal encryption wasn't widely adopted mm -hmm. by uh, mm -hmm. traditional media outlets. Um, and you know, trying to, and I didn't trust the telephone system, right? I don't blame and I you. I didn't trust email, and right. I had my reasons for that. Um, so I, you know, trying to avoid that, but also trying to do a physical thing while I only have a limited amount of time. Mm -hmm. And there was a blizzard. It was just very logistically difficult. And if any one thing, as a, you know, somebody asked me earlier today, like if one, any one thing had changed, like yeah, this would have never happened. Interesting. So you were trying to maintain. Uh, I mean, the, the there was a point in in the book where I talk about how um, I, you know, or I was sitting at Starbucks and uploading this stuff, and it wasn't <laughs> working. And because of Starbucks internet, I, it almost didn't happen. <laughs> it, I will say th there are parts of the book that are almost comical unintentionally because you talk about copying, what is it, 750,000 government files onto CDs, right. and then you just labeled them, you just wrote band names? Right, Taylor Swift, Lady Gaga. So I, I wanted to know when I was reading this, like, did you write those artists because you assumed that military personnel would be like, oh, that's, that's, there's no harm? Pretty much. Okay. So do you, you think there were some artists where they would have been like, I want to listen to what's on that CD? Is that what? Yes. Okay. Because it's really interesting. You, you have these CDs. You go to the Starbucks. You, you start uploading all of this. Was there ever a part of you that was afraid that you would compromise the U.S. more than you would help it? I don't think so. And I say that because I knew this information. Got it. I worked with it every day. I mean, and when, you know, and I think about like you know, senior public officials. Mm -hmm. Whenever they have access to this information, they don't understand it. Well, that's scary. I mean, it's our job to tell them, but you know, it's, it's a question as to whether they not they listen or not. So. So you're basically explaining it to them, and then they're working off what you've told them. Maybe. Wow. Depends on how they interpret it. I, I couldn't help reading through the book and wondering how much of your life has informed the the, the latter part of your journey. You know, you you weren't just famous 
for being one of the biggest whistleblowers in American history. You also then became famous as somebody who transitioned at a time when the conversation was was really real. You you even speak about it in the book. You right. Know? Was there not a part of you that thought, I'm I'm dealing with my gender. I'm 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 dealing with a world that doesn't accept me the way I am. Right. Why get involved in leaking military secrets? Maybe deal with one thing at a time. I didn't think of it like that. I thought, uh, you know, I, this, this, the, despite my background, despite yeah. everything else, it was just, it was just so clear to me. Like it was just, it was crystal clear that something had to be done, and, um, and I just, I, you know, I, I mean, I was very young. Yeah. So, uh, and I, I didn't, and I think it's also important to remember that the, the, the consequences. Yes. For this weren't clear, right? I thought I was going to lose my job. Which was a big deal. You didn't think you'd be sentenced to three decades. Right. Uh, it, nobody had ever gone to prison before me. Do you think the American military is more honest now in its operations? Do you think you've shifted the, the paradigm even slightly? Uh, I think that, obviously, you know, the context has changed. I mean, I look at the war in Ukraine, mm-hmm. and I, I've always found it fa- fascinating that um, as the Russians invaded Ukraine, I knew more about what was, happen- what was happening in the uh you know, from my laptop at home, then I would have known about what was going on in Iraq while I was actually deployed there okay, in that's a interesting. intelligence center. Like this is just the sheer fire hose of information that yeah. we receive from every single different a- angle. And I actually think that it's shifted from not having access to information to having access to so much information that you can't filter out accurate from inaccurate, misinformation from disinformation, and uh, and that this is going to be the main struggle that we have moving forward. And now, I, I was I was really, just like joy poured out of me for you when I found out that you're now DJing as well? Yes. That's I'm like d- a cool d- journey to be on. Yeah. I'm DJing my own, I'm DJing my own release party. What, what do you play? Uh, what I play? Yeah. Uh, electronic dance music, hyper pop. Okay. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay, so it's not Taylor Swift, Gaga, like none of do you. Ah, uh, that's my old. That's okay. You don't do you I listen? I mean, I had a Blink One Eight Two era. Okay, know. I like that. Well, congratulations on your journey. Thank you so much for joining me on the show, and it's a, it's a really Thank fascinating you. book. Thank you for being here. Read me. Got text. Comes out tomorrow. Chelsea Manning, everybody. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Thank you very much. Thank you. For real. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before we go, please consider supporting the Violence Intervention Program in New York City. They work within Latino communities to end domestic and sexual violence by providing emergency shelter, uh, advocacy for long-term economic stability, and healing for survivors and their children. So if you want to support their amazing work, then please donate at the link below. Until next time, stay safe out there. And remember, you can't just draw a badge and become a police officer. You have to write police on it. And then you're in. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central. And stream full episodes anytime on Paramount+. Plus. This has been a Comedy Central podcast. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.